Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, beautiful people. I am so excited to have you today for this episode where I am interviewing Yan Ran Carpenter. Now, I first met Yan Ran when I put out a call looking for folks who wanted to be on a podcast. And she said, I think I'd be a good fit. And we talked a little bit about why. And when I heard her story, I knew that you had to hear it. So it's really interesting, really dynamic, really fun story that's all started in China and ends in Phoenix, Arizona. So have a listen. Great tips here. And I'll be back at the end of the episode to fill in any gaps. Welcome to the Notable Woman podcast. Today's interview is with Yan Ran Carpenter. Yan Ran is a career coach who specializes in helping students and young professionals. She's quite an impressive story starting in a small village in China. And that is what we're going to dive right into. Please join me in welcoming Yan Ran. Yan Ran, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. What part of the world are you joining us from today? We are in Phoenix right now. Awesome. I'm a big Phoenix fan. I'm in New York City. Can you give us a little background into who you are? What do you love and what makes you tick? Sure. So I am a career coach right now, helping millennials mainly and help them making decisions uh, with their careers and with their uh, if they want to start their own business. So what make me tick? Hmm, I think, well, when I see some people doing things like they say, oh, I can't do this because that I don't have money, because all oh, my parents don't let me do this, or because I don't have the network to do this, it, it ticks me off because anything is possible. Now, can you define what a millennial is to you? Just because I know some people have different definitions. Sure. So I actually Googled it. And from what they say, the definition is when you hitting the adult uh, at the 2000. So I guess anywhere, if you right now are uh, like 18 to 35, I guess so. If uh, that's, that's like the average age for millennials. Yes, I am right on the edge, but I am definitely a millennial. <laughs> as far as my habits go. So it doesn't bother me at all. Can we start at the beginning? And can you tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up in China? Awesome. So um, it was a normal family. Um, they got normal jobs. But then everything changed. And my mom becomes an entrepreneur. And you know, at that time, it's, it's kind of new thing in China. They were out, I guess that's called depression. And the economy was just as stable. My mom quit a super awesome um, corporate job, and she just started doing her own stuff, like selling Avons, those kind of things. It, it's kind of crazy. And then because of that, because, you know, like the families don't understand, and of course, my dad don't understand, so they got divorced. And then I just moved around a lot with my mom. And because of that, that made me just starting thinking, like things, um, thinking things like why it happens, what it happened, uh, or 
uh, like sometimes blame me because you know you're young, you don't know anything about um, the grow up stuff. <laughs> so I start reading books and start dig into self development stuff, and I guess that's how I <laughs> happen to be a career coach now. <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit more about your mom. She sold Avon.、Uh, what other types of entrepreneurial stuff did she do? Oh, she did a lot. Um, I think she sold more like Amway.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty big in China at that time. Not much Avon. I think it's kind of new and more in the Western area.、Um, and then she did dry clean business.、Uh, at the beginning, she doesn't have money, so all she does is go to the hotels, go to the big factories, say, "Hey, do you need things to get cleaned?" And then she、um, take the.、Uh, Stuff to the dry cleaners that locally say, "Hey, how much you gonna charge me for this? I have a lot stuff. If you give me cheaper, you know, I can put a lot volume for you."、Uh, I guess that's how she made money at the beginning, and then she moved to hotels, restaurants, on、um, schools for kindergartens, and basically a lot of stuff <laughs> throughout the years. Wow, that's really smart. Very good strategy on her part. Now, when you say You moved around a lot with her. Where did you all move? Moved around more like we don't have stable house,、mm-hmm. um, because oh she did like real estate for a few years. So that's where we moved a lot. Like we can't even live in one house、uh, more than a year, which I'm kind of frustrated about it. And then、uh, at that time I was quite young, and I. Actually, stayed at relatives' house for like few school years because because of the moving, and they think it's best for me just to stay at some place that's、uh, stable. And we moved because、um, it's a small town, but it's still when you drive, it's like thirty minutes to an hour. And school,、um, because you know Chinese family, they think school is so important, and they don't want to risk anything <laughs> to、um, sabotage the、uh, grades.、Mm, makes sense, and I've certainly heard、yeah. that before. <laughs> so, when did you decide that you wanted to come to the United States? Like I said, it's one of the reasons because family put too much pressure on the school side, the academic side, and then they don't really care about if you have a hobby or they think. So I like knitting, I like drawing, I like cutting up my clothes and making stuff out of it, and I like breaking stuff down just to say just just to figure out how why it's working. What it's work? Why it's working? And then I heard a lot from my family side that I was wasting time. So I'm really frustrated at that time, and it's almost、um, almost the twelfth grade, which we have a huge exam. It determines if you're gonna get into a good college or not. So it's they got super pressured, and then I say, well, I. You know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. So I left. I ran away from home, actually, for a few months. And it's my fault because I didn't、um, leave them a message saying like I'm okay or something. So they kind of freaked out and called the police. But then I called them back saying I'm fine. <laughs> wow, that's pretty intense. Yeah. So when you first came over to the United States, did you come over for school? 
Yes, that's the. Uh, so my mom actually said we went to like a therapist and we chat, you know. And she said she. I think she realized that it's not gonna be how she think it's gonna be. I, I'm like very very alike. We're very alike, so we we like to do things our way. And she just realized it's it's not her life. It's my life, you know. And she said, "Okay, if you want to go see the world, I will support you." So I don't know how she got this information about a exchange program, and that's how I came to the U.S. and start. Actually, went to the twelfth grade in the U.S. Well, that's awesome. So then, what were your next steps after that? So the next step,、uh, since I'm here and、uh, I looked around for like college, because at that time, you know, everybody's like, "Do you go go back to home? Go back home to go to college?" Because I didn't take the big exam, and it, since I didn't take it, I can't get to like a good. College、uh, in China, I can pay for it, but you know who wants to pay that much for、um, a, a school? And then I said, okay, maybe I can apply in the U.S. and they got scholarships and they got this and that. So I actually did my own research. The first thing I did is I decided that I want to study fashion design, which we. Went back and forth with my mom and my family because they want me to study business. They want me to, you know, take over the hotel and <laughs> bunch of stuff. And yeah, I I said no.、Nope, I'm just gonna do fashion design. Awesome. So where did you go to school for fashion design? I was in Phoenix、uh, on the twelfth、uh, grade, and then I went to. Uh, California, because you know, if you want to study fashion, California, New York,、uh, or San Francisco, or、mm, maybe around, maybe like Florida or something. But I said, well, New York is way too expensive, so does San Francisco. So I picked the、um, LA,、um, which is equivalently, it's not that much expensive.、Um, and then I went to the Art Institute.、Um, at that time, they got. Pretty good reviews、um, in that campus, like the Orange County campus. So I went for it. Nice. I went to grad school in Orange County at UC Irvine. Woohoo! Yeah, very fun. <laughs> Neighbors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we were there at the same time. <laughs> Probably. Now, so you started there with fashion design. Now, how did you end up as a career coach? Yeah. So between there, I had so many jobs. I, I changed so many because、um, I like fashion design. I mean, I love design. I can do things all day long. But then, I, after I graduated, I went to LA Fashion District and. Vernon area got few jobs. Just you know, say what's out there, and I really don't like the idea of sitting in front of computer design all day long. I like、mm, how to say touching the fabric, like walk around the showroom and talk to people, and just those kind of things that's missing in that cubicle corporate environment. So I quit that. And then I figured, well, if I want to talk to people, maybe a retail job would be a better fit. So I switched my career to like a retail manager, assistant manager at the shoe store, which is plenty fun because <laughs> I have I can talk to people, talk to customer,、um, having friends with my coworkers, and yeah, it's pretty fun. And actually, before that,、uh, I was I was like those kind. 
one uh, one of those multi passionate people, and I actually started um, dog training because uh, back then I got a puppy and it was going nuts. So I don't know what to do anymore. So I went to school for a dog training, and then I just don't like how how, how much traveling it requires. Because you have to go to a client's house and you have to basically a lot traveling, and、um, I just don't like that.、Uh, and then after the shoe、um, shoe store job, I、uh, start freelancing the alteration for local dry cleaners. And of course, there's local shops, maybe like bridal shops, maybe like just regular clothing shop. I basically go to Went around and asked for if you guys need an alteration, and that's how I supported my、um, career coaching career. Because at the beginning, when you're starting something, you need the money to pay your bills and pay all those、um, startup stuff for your business. Yeah, that's how I started. And so, what what was the passion behind career coaching? Why did you want to start that? Yeah, so I think when I realized it is when I'm still at the Um, shoe store. I was talking to coworkers, and you know they're all millennials, and they're just get out the high school, maybe some college, or maybe they just hang off there. They they don't want to go to college because of no money, or they just they have the the drive, but they just couldn't figure out what to do the next. So I started <laughs> talking to them, and. Then there, I think there's an ad or there's a blog post or interview or something that got me into this coaching industry. I'm like, oh my god, I can't get paid for giving people advice. <laughs> so I looked into it and I hired my first、uh, business coach. I hired my、uh, social media coach, and then I did my own research because I, I want to see what they're doing and why. It, They make so much money. How do I? How am I gonna start this thing? So I、uh, looked into it, and it's totally doable. So yeah, I think that's when I realized this is my thing. <laughs> wow! So you really have gone through several career changes, right? And it's you know very impressive. But I imagine it would be a little scary for most people. So were you scared? And if you were, how did you work your way through it? Um. Yes. Um. That would be. Yeah. So. I'm not quite scared because I do bold decisions all throughout my life.、Uh, I went to I went to traveling with my friends or sometimes by myself. I went to like Korea, um, uh, UK and Hawaii, just bunch place by myself when I was very very young. So I I like I. I think that's why I'm little different with、um, other career coach out there because I encourage people to do bold decisions. Well,、uh, when they when they do that, I、uh, tell them how they can plan out in advance so they don't fall flat on their face. <laughs> awesome! Nobody wants to do that.、Right. <laughs> so then, can you give us a little bit of that advice? How can people change careers? Start a new career without falling on their faces. Right. So first of all, don't quit your job completely to start something else unless you have money in your bank, <laughs> because there's just too stressful for 
for you to start something new without, a, you know, worrying about, oh, where's my next meal? How am I going to pay for my car? Um, so definitely don't quit your job. If Even if you want to start your own business, like, uh, oh, maybe I don't have time to do all my stuff. I, I need to take time, uh, take a uh, um, quit my job to uh, focus on my business. Please don't do that um, because you're going to get totally stressed out. Good advice and stress is bad. Nobody wants that. Now, how do you think someone could find out, you know, so so perhaps let's say they're working at a shoe shop and they know this is not right for them, but how would you suggest someone finding out what the right fit might be? Um, yeah, I got this a lot because, um, <laughs> yes, I got this, like, because, um, nowadays there's so much option, one thing, and there's so much media input saying, oh, you have to start your own business. You're going to be so happy. You're going to have so much free time. But the reality is, uh, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Some people happy when they have, uh, go to work every day has a set up set up time they don't like change so um having your own business might not be a good fit uh and some people they just can't wait to create their own stuff they want people know them as this thing or this person uh, so they they actually it's a good fit for um starting their own business but um if you want to find out like what you are good at just start trying i heard so many um clients say this that oh i don't know what i want i want to do this but i don't have money i want to do this but i don't know if it's uh, um I, I can't find a job or something like that just start doing because um if you just sit there and think it's never going to happen uh you can start small like um go to linking and look at what other people's doing. If you, for example, if you were thinking about uh, changing a career to a, um, let's say, graphic designer, go check out who's the graphic designer. You can ask around. Maybe some friends know somebody that can give you some inside news on how it's going to be like to be a graphic designer. Or if you want to start out doing a fashion, like online boutique or something, uh, find out who is doing the same thing right now. Um, you can ask uh, LinkedIn or stalk people on Facebook, which I do all the time. Or, <laughs> yeah, basically just uh, start doing something. And the key is when you have an idea, you need find the people that's doing exactly the same thing as what you're doing right now and ask, what's the daily task like? Maybe you you wouldn't like it. Maybe... Um, you know, you like part of it, but you don't like the rest of it. Or maybe the requirement's too high. You need to get this degree, that degree, or maybe um, you you just have a completely different uh, reality versus what you thought it's going to be. So yeah, definitely ask somebody that's already doing it. I think that is an awesome tip. Thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> now, what would you say is the most fulfilling part of your work as a career coach? Oh, I think um, when I heard them say, oh my God, I get it. <laughs> now, what would you say is the most challenging part? Challenging is to try to make them understand because everybody think different. Everybody grew up up different in their mindset is uh, for example like if I talk to my oh that's a good example so my husband is not a um, 
entrepreneur type. He's more like no risk at all. Please, no risk at all. <laughs> yes, he's those kind of people. So I can't talk anything business or money wise or like oh I just hired a coach.、Uh, talk those things to him because he's gonna freak out <laughs> and they're gonna freak me out. So I have to talk to. My mom, because my mom understand me, and of course we're talking Chinese, so he wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's like the perfect is example,、um, what like people's mindset is. And the hardest thing is just to simply not say change it, because you can't really change a peop person unless they want to change themselves. So it, it, the hardest thing is just to influence them in a way that make them understand. It's relevant to them, I guess. Right, that makes perfect sense, and I think that you bring up a good point that it's a very useful thing to have someone that you can talk to. Right. So if your partner is not that person, there's definitely someone else out there that you can chat with. So it doesn't have to be your sweetheart. <laughs> well, I bet your mom is super proud of you. Yes, super, and I am super proud of her as well because she changed a lot throughout the years. I mean, our relationship as well. Because before, if I told her that I just quit a job, I just spend like hundred thousand dollars to go to the school, and then I quit a job, changed career, and she would be like, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" But now she's like, "Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. You're doing this thing. You're starting your own business. You know, it's it's totally different." Now, what would you say is the biggest assumption that people make about you?、Mm. I think because I'm young, and they're like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." I think all the millennial gets this <laughs> thing if,、um, that people.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I feel you. I、uh, I've been a manager for a very long time, even though I am not incredibly old. People <laughs> are always surprised that I am the boss, even though I look like I should be. I don't know, taking food orders or something. So, now, what would be one takeaway you would want people to get from this podcast?、Mm, one takeaway is、um, listen to your heart.、Um, it will tell you like which way you should go, even though it's. Really risky, or even though it's like, oh my God, how is this possible? But hey, I'm I'm, I'm the example here for you. It's like everything's、um, possible if you put your thoughts, put your intentions. I'm the perfect、um, example for like the law of attraction because I remember one time. Uh, I was talking to the podcast with somebody that said, "Oh, maybe,、uh, maybe I want to do back to the、uh, fashion industry a few years because、uh, I really like it once my business is stable." And then a few days later, my mom called me. She said she just bought a garment manufacturer. I'm like, what? <laughs> Definitely put your intentions out there, and good things will follow. That is awesome. Now, do you have a book you would love to recommend to the Notable Woman audience?、Mm, the book,、uh, one of the book I I read it and I really really loved. It. I I think it's really popular、um, in the circle of the entrepreneurs. It's Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> I think nice. That is yeah. It's pretty popular. Like everybody's doing、uh, reading this book, and、um, another one I would say is the pencil of the promise. It's really it, it has the story like how he from this kid that don't need to worry about anything to go to the、uh, poor countries and. 
um, throughout the journey, like he almost died and which is incredible story. Yeah, it's worth a read. That is great. I will put both in uh, the show notes and I haven't read Pencils of Promise, but I definitely will. Now, how can people get in touch with you if they want to connect? Sure. Um, it's really easy to get hold of me. Uh, I check my emails way too many times a day. So you can reach me at yanren at yanrancareercoaching.com, which my name spells Y-A-N-R-A-N. And of course, you can go to my website, yanren at yanrancareercoaching.com and check me out. Awesome. I will put links for all that on the show notes page. And lady, I have to thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us. And I think that everything you've done is super impressive and really inspiring. Thank you so much. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that episode. Great tips, right? Really fascinating story. I hope that this episode gives you the confidence you need, that if you are not happy with what you're doing with your life, that you can still change it. We spend more time at work than we do anything else that we do, and you should be enjoying it. So know that never too late to make a change. It's never too sharp a turn that you can be making for your current life. And there are people out there who want to help you. I hope that this gives you the confidence that you need. Have a little faith in yourself. I'll be back again next week.